Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today, we're going to be talking about a movie that is near and dear to my heart. It is my favorite movie of all time. One of the only reasons, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons why I wanted to even get into filmmaking in the first place, and that movie is The Matrix. So... If you haven't seen the movie, shame on you. It's from 1999, one of the best films ever. Spawned a whole like culture of memes and all these other things. Go and watch the movie. Check it out. Come back here, watch this video, because we are getting into spoiler territory, and I'm going in hard because I love this movie so much. So without further ado, let's go ahead, and we're jumping right into it. <laughs> Miss Cheryl, tell me, what did you think of the Matrix. Did you get it? Did it confuse you? Like, does it make more sense now after watching it again? Like, where are you after watching this movie for another time? Um, I thought it was bad and I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. You are going to have me come to your house <laughs> later on. Oh, wait, we were being recorded. I <laughs> think that's great, Cheryl, Shots and fired. I respect your opinion. Do it with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna dodge your bullets. <laughs> you're gonna have to later. Because <laughs> I'm the one and you're the none. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it up, movie girl. Let's go. All right. Um, I now now that I'm an adult, because <laughs> in 1999 I was 11 years old. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, I feel like I understand did it a lot more there was a lot of talking a lot of just morpheus explaining everything which yeah. usually um isn't great to have so much exposition but i feel like it was okay because they did it in a cool way because they weren't just talking about it they were also showing us at the same time which um kind of was necessary for something so complicated um, there's just a, like a, a whole big world to be explained. I, uh, right. I know they took, um, inspiration from the original 1995 version of Ghost in the Shell. Definitely see that. I could definitely see how they got so many ideas from that, that other movie. It's mm -hmm. definitely different. Uh, I was kind of going into it with the idea of like, Oh, why didn't they just do this in 2017 with Scarlett Johansson? But I could see how they really made it their own and they made something different and maybe a little more interesting because it kind of makes you think about, like, where you put your trust in, I guess. I guess it's kind of, it's it still kind of walks on the same line of um, what, what they're challenging in this in that sense but um definitely was feeling the average like joe schmo and your corporate life and doing the same thing every day like a robot world where you just you're just a drone um in life and having this escape to this like crazy um kind of a pop apocalyptic world where like there is just nothing there and everything to fight for yeah um so that's that's cool for 1999 <laughs> i mean well 
even though the movie's from 1999, I feel like minus some CG, the movie holds up pretty well to this mm-hmm. day. Oh, it's yeah. very good. The technology for the way they shot it, because when you, when you watch it and, and, like, today, even if you didn't know that it was 1989, it looks really good. They, I know they had a lot of innovative um, technology or, like, you know, just techniques that they were using for the stuff that they did. Some of the CGI is like, oh, you know it's CGI. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's computer. Like, The Matrix is all computer stuff. So I buy it. I buy that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, there was a lot of emerging technology at the time that then kind of spawned other people um, doing more and doing similar things with it. So one of the things that is usually levied against the Matrix as um, a negative is what you mentioned before about like the exposition dump um, at the beginning of the movie after when they first when Neo first wakes up and like is having to learn what the Matrix is, and there's no real way like you were saying there's no real way to address that um, without just having that exposition dump because it's it's such it's so high concept. Even when, like, my mom or other people saw the movie, they still didn't get it, even when it's explained to you. And it's not just explained um, verbally, it's explained visually. So they try to find all these different ways to try to tell you that the world that we are in is fake. And there's another world that is real. We are simply plugged into a computer simulation. And that concept is simple, but it at the time, and even when you're watching the movie, it can be challenging for some people to really connect with that and wrap their minds around the complexities of, okay, well, if I'm aware that I'm in a computer simulation, why does that make it, that makes it so that I can like jump a building when someone that doesn't know, like they, they can't, or even the situation for how the agents move through people. Um, that's something that you might not get right away. You might not understand that a main, um, an agent can only move through people that are plugged in to that very system, despite them, actively showing you as well so the movie is tasked with trying to give you all this information to establish the rules because it needs you to at least understand the rules on a surface level for you to be able to understand what's going to be happening throughout the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. i mean that's what the red pill is for (laughs) yes absolutely And one of the things that I think is really fun about this movie, you can let me know what you thought about this, is the way the movie throws you in. So, like, I'm always a fan of when stories just kind of throw you into a world and let you figure it out. And this movie does that um, for the very beginning. And even throughout when we first meet Neo and Neo meets Morpheus, like, we are very much like Neo. He is the he is the representation for the audience. What he learns, we learn. And he's also the, the most powerful character in the show as you in the movie as you find out by the end. But like the movie begins and it seems like it's gonna be a regular grounded based in reality film. And you have all these cops that are moving in on Trinity and you're not knowing what to expect. And then you see her single handedly take out a room full of cops in spectacular form. But not only that, you see her run along a wall and you're like, okay that's not that's not normal but maybe martial arts fine whatever and it builds on that because then in the next scene so you just got done establishing that she's like she she's not to be messed with and in the next scene she's running she's running from somebody else that's that's wearing the suit and you're like okay well maybe she's just trying to get away so she doesn't have to fight and she runs from them and they 
it's all these little things where they start off by showing you a little moment that's going to like pay off like later they they jump across a small gap on on the roof of the building right and then a couple of other cops try to jump and they some one almost doesn't make the jump to show you that this was not an easy jump to make but people made it and then they make it a huge jump and she does it and you think oh man like yeah she really is incredible but then the guy chasing her does it too and she looks afraid of the guy chasing her so now as an audience member you're asking yourself wait if she's as strong as she is but she's afraid of him what can he do and then that kind of like logic just takes you through the entirety of the rest of the film up until the point where the last like 40 minutes are just a straight action sequence Mm -hmm. it's definitely a traditional start with a brain scratcher exciting Mm -hmm. hooking scene and then starting the story where like you said Things are being revealed to you at the same pace as your main character. And so you're kind of experiencing the same thing that he is because you're learning at the same time what he's learning. So, like, you know, when he gets information, you get the information too. And I think that's a great way to be able to tell that story. And like you said, discover this world. And I guess... The f- like I, I feel like it was kind of ruined for me because it was it's such an old movie and because um, because I was so young when I first watched it, I kind of already knew what it was about um, because of how talked about it was, but I guess you mm-hmm. could say um, when you first see that opening scene, you really don't know that there's a world beyond that world and you kind of think of trinity and the agents as maybe like supernatural people or just you know you're they're setting up this world to be kind of fantastical because Mm -hmm. they can do things that are not real realistic like physically realistic so kind of set that up i think um but i do I do think it's cool and and I feel like for this is the first time I really got to have a clear understanding of what the world is like outside of the matrix because they spend most of the time in the ship and in mm-hmm. inside the program. So there's very few like scenes that you get to see of the actual world like the real yep. world the real world but what is the real world really <laughs> what is actually real they say that a lot um but you don't get to see a lot of that and so it's kind of like it makes you kind of wonder what what they are living in and like the guy um what's his name cypher mm-hmm. why would you want to live in that world <laughs> instead of the matrix where everything is kind of nicer yeah, but no, I it guess makes like sense. it kind of hits on the whole thing about individuality and freedom, and that kind of circles back to like being a drone, right? Where you're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like all of us, we're just walking day to day in this life that we have to live in the way the society is built because we don't really have a choice. And I think that's why The Matrix is so cool, is because it like, 
gives us that fantasy that we could maybe have a life outside of this life, outside of this world. Yeah, but then still, so, uh, yeah, the question, would you really, would, it's that, it makes you ask the question of what would you do if you knew the truth? Would you choose to live this life that is free of these rules and regulations if it means that you could be free, but you'd have a harder life? Or would you choose to simply live that life rules, rules and regulations despite being a slave, which is essentially what they all are? And like this movie does a very good job of, like I was saying earlier about how it kind of just throws you into certain situations that don't make sense until you either watch it a second time or if you remember what was said earlier. When they first get Neo and they put him in the chair before they like di- like unplug him from the system, Morpheus is talking to Tank as if we already know who Tank is, but we haven't even seen Tank. He said, and they, he actually says, he tells Neo. The thing that we gave you was something so that we can find you. And that is meant to be a confusing sentence because what do you mean find me? I'm already here. And then you almost forget about that sentence that what he said. And when they find him later, when they when he gets dumped and they pull him out of the water, you might not even remember that they said the thing that you took is going to help us find you. And you might even say to yourself, well, how did they find him? They already told you how but you didn't know that he had to even be looked for in the first place because you didn't know what was coming next. And there's so many moments like that in this movie, even when uh, Morpheus is explaining the whole idea about how humans have always needed machines to survive. And then the little next line he says is, fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony, which is because he's immediately about to tell you that that machines now need humans to survive. And so, like... It's just, there's all these different little bits and pieces of information that just come your way that if you're paying attention, then you can like recall them later and realize, oh, that's what they were referring to. That's what they mean. And if you don't necessarily pick up on it on your first viewing, when you watch it a second time, now all of the stuff that he's saying makes 100% complete sense because you know the whole story and it makes subsequent viewings more fun to watch and that's one thing i love about films like this is when they find a way to make your second viewing even more rewarding than the first that's true it is definitely one of those where the first time you watch it you're like huh but then you still enjoy it and you kind of get it but then you watch it again you're like oh that's why they said oh i know what he's going at i know what that is i know it and and you're right like when what he says um before he takes the red pill, that it was so that they could find him. I definitely didn't pick up on that the first time, but watching it back this weekend, I was like, oh, that's what the pill is for. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Because I was actually asking myself at the beginning of the scene, like, why even bother with these pills if, like, they're just gonna, you know, like, they don't really need the pill. But then they gave the pill a reason, and you just didn't remember because you didn't know what was gonna happen, so. Yeah, exactly. And the other, another part of the movie that I think is very strong is that, so, when you look back at the movie, Neo is an anagram for one. It feels obvious that um, Neo is the one. But, in the, in the context of the film, it's a tug of war between is he or isn't he, you know? So, like, 
when you when he first starts training and he has to do the jump program, they're saying, what if he makes it on the first try? And then he doesn't, he fails. So it makes you think, okay, well maybe he's not the one. And then like, you're, but then they're gonna go see the Oracle and it's like, okay, wait, you know what? Maybe he is the one because he's gonna go see the Oracle and they're confident. But then the Oracle tells him you, tell you he's not the one. And once again, you're like, well, maybe he's not. And then once again, later on, you see him dodging bullets, but he gets hit. So he's dodging bullets as if he's the one, but then he still gets hit. So maybe he's not. He finally fights an agent. Maybe he is the one. Maybe he can win. He technically loses and barely survives. But he does win, but he doesn't win like like 100% like it, like a, by a landslide. It was it was hard and it was lucky. So maybe he's not the one. But you get to the end, he's going to escape. He gets shot and killed. Wow. He's not the one. And then the final moment what happens where he gets up and it's no longer a question. He's able to shape the matrix as he sees fit. He's able to give it to Agent Smith. He is the one. And that tug of war throughout the entire movie, I think, is a nice way of making a movie that could be predictable, not feel as predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely, well, I mean, obviously I knew he, he was the one, but I did notice and pick up on that um, doubt that they put in there but then it's kind of like how could he not be the one because it's Keanu Reeves and he's the main character and like there's no other perspective person to be the one so except for maybe Morpheus but <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> not Morpheus um, <laughs> I did want to ask you though why is the Oracle in the Matrix and not out of the Matrix because they lost good people that day because they had to go in there just so that Neo could talk to her. Right. Because and this is answered um this is answered definitively in the later movies, but it's suggested in this movie. Um the Oracle's not a, a is not a human being. The Oracle's a program within the matrix. I see. And so that also that's the, when when Neo realizes that, that's why in the second movie he ends up literally asking her, well if you're a program that is a part of the matrix, how do I know that you're not just another part of this system of control? And that's when she just says, you know what, you can believe me or you don't, or not believe me, it's up to you. You make your own, you make your own choice. And that's another thing that's really important in, this, in these movies is like this idea of choice. You being able to choose what you want to do, but at the same time it's veiled under predetermination because if an oracle can see everything that's going to happen, but it's telling you that it's your choice whether or not it does happen, but the things that she does influences your choice so that you choose the thing that she wants you to choose, then is that really free will? Right. Like, if she didn't say anything, he might have not knocked over the flowers. Right? <laughs> so she she made, she it almost is like she made that happen. Um, so, yeah, so it's, there's all these like interesting questions and then there's like this philosophy of uh, perspective, um, changing your perspective, changing how you look at the world around you and what reality is. Don't try to bend a spoon because the spoon doesn't actually exist. That's impossible. What you need to understand is the spoon is not there in the first place. And then it's not the spoon that bends, but it's only yourself. So even that line in itself is a way to try to get you to reshape your way of thinking in the reality and the reason that you can jump a building 
like it's nothing is because you're telling yourself, you're freeing your mind, as Morpheus puts it, so that you can kind of reevaluate the world you're around you and see it in a different way. So there's all there's that there's that whole little sub uh, message within the movie as well, which I think is kind of cool. I feel a little bit like trying to understand this movie and how the Matrix works and like what is reality is like trying to figure out the concept or like understanding the concept of the fourth dimension <laughs> like what like i get it. it's there but i can't quite understand comprehend what what <laughs> right no i think that's uh it's it's very true it's meant to be a mind uh, bender for sure um one other thing when i was looking at this movie was that i thought this movie was a good example of how you can do how you can blend concept and character and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily like all of the characters get so much time to shine but i had a but i felt like when you meet the characters you get an immediate sense of who they are like what did what did you think about the characters in the movie um i don't feel like all the characters were that strong it's a little hard mm. to say because I feel like my opinion is a little tainted because of all the, like, outside, like, all the stuff that, like, you you hear about over the years and, like, having already seen it before. So I, I'm not getting a I watched it the first time experience. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about Trinity's character because... I feel like they make her out to be like a strong woman and everything, but she really isn't. Like sh she is good with combat and everything, but in the end they kind of make her they they make her the love interest and they make they make it all about him and her supporting him. And I feel like it would have been better if she was tougher and was more of a guiding role or had more of a, a, a like a like a maybe a moment with him where they have a fight like they have a um a spar and she wins oh, yeah. Fight. yeah maybe something like that i think just to like give her a little bit more of a because she should be able to stand her ground because she comes off as the kind of person that could handle things on her own and not that she like ever needs saving really but but she kind of does and he does kind of save her and i know that you know he is the one and he's supposed to do that and he saves morpheus too and everything like he saves everybody but i feel like i didn't like that they did that to her character yeah i can i can see where you're coming from i feel like for me i i felt like it it to me it seemed like it was more teamwork where it did feel like they were saving each other. I think I can 100% agree on like maybe like the the personality side side of things. They have that one argument where she basically tells him that I'm the ranking captain of the ship and if it's not and it's up to me whether you go or you stay, but it was his idea to go in the first place. Um and what in a way that's kind of just to say that he believes that he can save Morpheus and so he kind of brings them along in his belief. He ropes them in the same way Morpheus did. But that entire ending sequence, it feels like to me that they're working together to save Morpheus because she actually, because she saves him from the agent. 
you know, he he gets um, he's about he gets shot when he's dodging and he's about to die, and then she's the one that kill, shoots the agent in the head. Um, she's able to fly the helicopter so that they can both they can both get away. Oh, and even in that same scene, right before they fly the helicopter, he's about to get shot in the back, and she throws the knife and hits the guy in the head. So it felt like teamwork. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is this moment where they try to show kind of how they are connected without actually talking because they get into the helicopter and the helicopter is about to go down, right? They drop off Morpheus. And remember, Neo is hooked in because that's how he's able to jump and grab Morpheus. But they didn't have any conversation at this moment because they're all just fall, uh, fall, they're falling and the helicopter's going down. And when he's standing there hooked in, in that moment, he makes he makes the decision that he's going to grab this thing that's still hooked to the helicopter because he's trusting that Trinity is going to unhook it so that she can get away. But if Trinity doesn't unhook it, he gets pulled off the edge of that building because it's hooked into the helicopter. If he doesn't actively think to himself to grab this, then when Trinity grabs the, the, the rope and shoots it so that she can get out of the helicopter, she falls to her death. So without them actually talking to each other, they both actively made this decision to save one another. And that's one of those things that I that I did like. So I agree with you that it could they definitely could have done more. Trinity's probably the weakest character in out of the main three, uh, out of the Trinity of main characters. Um but I did like the fact that it felt like they were a team working to save each other. Even when she got out of the matrix when um an agent showed up, the first thing she says is, send me back. And I and so I like that. Even though she knows that he's fighting an agent and no one beats an agent, and she spent the and remember, she started the movie by running from an agent. In this moment, she's like, "No, send me back. I'm gonna fight it." So I so I like so I did like that element about her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she definitely has a lot of great moments. I think I just what I really didn't need was the, the whole love interest. Yeah, the whole love thing, like because. I, I knew that they were going to have a thing, but I, f- I do feel a little bit like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it just, and it wasn't necessary because it was, like, at the very end. Like, they already finished the movie, and now all of a sudden there's this budding romance between them. And he wasn't right. awake and for it. <laughs> right. He no, just and you're wakes right. up, I and he's like, oh, <laughs> we're a thing now. <laughs> No, yeah, I think that's another good point because she also uses the words, I love you. And it's one of those things that up until this point in the movie, we haven't really seen them interact in a way that can even build that love. It actually would almost kind of be more realistic if Neo told Morpheus he loves him. Um, you know, just based off of the the moments we get to see characters share. So I definitely agree with you there. That is probably another weak, uh, weak part about the movie is that it, it, ta- it has this kind of tacked on love element because they wanted to do the whole thing of she brings him back to life because of like because of her love. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I 100% get, uh, get what you're saying there. Um, one thing that did bother me was when they were in the helicopter and they were shooting at the agents and Morpheus was sitting in the middle but somehow managed to shoot everything but him. It's okay, they were shooting around him. And you couldn't they, they... see anything, and I'm sure they couldn't see where they were shooting, but somehow... I mean, they that knew the stretch. 
They knew a, the layout. They knew. They saw before they started shooting everything. He just knew around the areas where he needed to shoot. They actually do show a brief scene or a brief moment in that sequence where he kind of makes a U shape with the the machine gun. To sh so, in that the point of that is to show that he's trying to shoot around Morpheus. But it's just it's funny because then when you look at the clip of him shooting, it's just he's like going like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Mm. I was like, you can't shoot a giant machine gun from a helicopter into one room in a building and have any aim at all. Because that thing is just like... <laughs> no way. Oh, oh, man, he's the one. He can do whatever he wants. I don't care if you're John Wick. It's still not working. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah, no, I hear you. I love, I, I love that whole ending sequence of the movie, though. It's, it's that lobby scene is one of the best action sequences put to film. It's great music, great choreography, and the explosions of the the, the plaster or the ply wall or whatever it's called uh, is so beautiful to see on on the screen when it's just going all over the place and dust in the air, and you see them running through it like time to the music. Also, speaking of music. Music in this music in this movie, original score, great. Absolutely. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that I definitely enjoyed the the action sequences and I like how they were I like where they were placed. Like it wasn't like just at the beginning or just at the end or like, you know, it there were there were action sequences throughout the movie, which I thought was cool because it kept the the speed of the movie going throughout all yep. the exposition, right? <laughs> yeah. Another great, like, moment is when Morpheus and Neo are training for the first time, and then everybody in the crew is like, Morpheus is fighting Neo. And then you see everybody just jump up and run because they want to see it. I thought that that's a funny moment that's a little, a little moment, but it's a moment nonetheless that kind of shows you the personalities of this crew and, like, oh, wow, Morpheus is fighting Neo. Yo, we, let's go. Let's go see this. Serious. Like, why didn't anyone tell us? Um, so, yeah. And the last thing I kind of want to say, because we're running on time here, is that, like, just touching back on characters briefly, while not that many characters get a chance to shine outside of, like, Morpheus and Neo, I I feel that the characters that we meet, you you get to really kind of just get a sense of them within, like, a, a short amount of time. Even if we don't know the intricacies about them like you talk to tank and he feels like a different personality than switch who feels like a different personality than cypher who feels like a different personality than dozer like they still feel distinguishable they don't all feel like just one like one blank slate um which i feel like when you look at the cast of like ghost in the shell for instance like regardless like anime or whatever um a lot of those characters don't feel indistinguishable from one another but the characters of the nebuchadnezzar to me like felt like they had distinct personalities even if i don't know their personal history yeah i would agree they definitely all have like they i mean they didn't particularly stand out but i can tell them apart from each other right exactly and i think that that's important um even though we're they're they exist because they're going to be killed off in in the movie to like make a point um but yeah like 
I can talk about this movie all day, and I uh, and I, I know nobody is ready or wants that. So, is there any other like lingering thoughts that you wanted to bring up before we close out? Um, I think just one last thing. It, it was a little bit jarring, I guess, to see the whole kung fu stuff with like they they basically do martial arts. It's it's not just combat. It, they're actually doing martial art moves in, like, a martial art movie kind of style, even, with the, like, whole fly-kicking thing. So it was a little mm-hmm. weird for me to see that in an American movie played by non-Asian people. So I think that bothered me a little bit because I felt like, why isn't there any Asian people in this movie? It was 1999, and they still have, like, a way to go, and we still have a ways to go. But that did felt like feel a little weird to me just watching those scenes, despite liking the action scenes. So that's fair. Do you know who the fight choreographer was, though? I don't, but I imagine that it was an Asian martial arts person. Yes, it was Yuan Wu Ping, who is uh, famous um, for martial arts in movies. And the entire, or not the entire, but a lot of the stunt um the stunt fighters and choreographer and fellow choreographers were also Asian, including Tiger Chen, was also in that movie. Uh, well, not in the movie, but was one of the fight choreographers and trainers in the movie to help everybody fight. So it's very highly influenced by Asian martial arts as well. But I cannot argue with the fact that the, it is kind of jarring when there are no Asian characters in the movie, although there is technically one, even though people don't know it, but the guy who plays Tank is ha- is half Asian, actually. But yeah, that that gets improved in the later movies, at least. But yeah, I yeah. can I can definitely see where that critique comes from. Absolutely. So, but what about you guys? Have you guys seen The Matrix? What did you think about it? And also, what's wrong with you if you haven't seen it? Um, but if you haven't seen it, please go watch it and you know let us know what you thought about it. Like. Did you did you get it the first time that you saw it after like other viewings? Did you enjoy it more? Did you see the did you see the trilogy? Did you see the other two movies? Like, did you feel like they were just so bad that they didn't even hold a candle to the first? Or did you maybe maybe you like them a little bit more? I don't know. Either way, comment below, let us know. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, and subscribe. Even if you don't though, I have been Chris and this has been Cheryl, and we will see you all next time.